Hello and welcome to episode 88 of The Pen Addict, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. This is number 88, as I said, and you can find the show notes for today's episode at 5x5.tv slash penaddict slash 88. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the nobleman of notebooks, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Ooh, thank you, sir. How are you today? I'm very good. I thought I would start right off with the show notes today, because... I fear that that we we that some people don't know where they are, and I want to make sure that people knew. So, yeah, know. especially since we talk about so many things that in may not people may not be familiar with, it's good to uh, have a place to go and get them. Yeah, and you kind of need to see some of the stuff too, because yeah, some of the fun is just seeing what this stuff looks like, so so that people got it if they want it. Exactly. So what are we getting into today? We got we got a loaded up show notes list today. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it actually. We got uh, we want to talk about our our resolutions and our wish lists and and all kinds of uh, stuff. But uh, we got some a uh, bunch of things to to touch base on before we even get to that. Yeah, let's do some let's do some quick fire follow up. That's what I think okay. we should do. Um, so you remember on last week's episode, uh, I spoke about the Twisby. Um, and the, the fact that I'd broken the cap of my 540 ROC and I had a few people who had a couple of emails and a couple of tweets like within like an hour of posting the show um, from our amazing listeners uh, telling me to contact Twisby directly um, and I know that Brad you'd, you'd also been contacting people as you've been seeing pictures on Instagram of people saying they'd had replaced Twisby parts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I emailed the guys and gals over at Twisby, and uh, they're going to mail me a new cap. It's it's on the way. That's awesome. I'm, I, I'm super super impressed because yeah, that is that's real customer service. They do not need to do this at no charge to me as well. That's fantastic. I mean, that's really good uh, to see a you know a company like that that'll uh, support even you know some older products. And they and this is a product they admitted you know when it came out that there were problems with so. It's good to see them, you know, just standing behind it and sending out some new parts, and hopefully it'll be as good as new. I have no doubt about it. Yep. Excited. Yep. So when you when you get that new cap, are you gonna be uh, gonna be super careful with it? Are you still gonna follow it away? Do you think it might get back into the the heavy rotation? No, it will go back into into daily use. Awesome. I I, I don't believe in like just molly coddling it. These these things are made to be used. At that's the end right. Of the day, um, and that's it's important to me that if I have if I have a pen that I enjoy, then I want to be able to use it. There are so few pens um, that I really love, and uh, I would hate to to not not be able to use one uh, through fear of breaking it. Right. Yeah. Right, and that's uh, that's actually uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more in the in the resolutions coming up because that's a I think that's a good thing to talk about, and uh, I've got some some comments on the. Uh, What'd you say, Molly coddling? Yeah, did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a, I not, that's I a Britishism. That Basically, yeah. means to 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 care about it too much, like to to sort of treat it like a baby. Yep, yep. I definitely know. I knew what you meant. I just hadn't heard that one before. I like it, Molly coddling. Molly, <laughs> Molly Speaking of a pen that doesn't have to be Molly Molly coddled. Um, do you see the reviews on the new Twisby Classic that came out? I, I know we talked about it for a couple of weeks. I haven't seen any. Um, but I mean, because I saw you, they're in the show notes from pretty early on. So I thought I'd wait and you could give me the, the rundown. Yes. I don't have, 
one yet. Um, and I'm not, honestly, I mean, it looks good, and I will totally end up buying one, and it'll be a good pen. I just haven't, it hasn't, like, uh, struck me, like, you know, the 580, the Diamond ROC. Um, just in the looks department, it's a very classic pen, as the name dictates. It's a very basic-looking design um, for Twisby. And what caught me off guard is, I, you know, I saw the individual pictures of the Twisby Classic, and then once I started people seeing people doing the reviews it's a smaller pen than i thought um just size wise it's definitely smaller than the 580 um in length and diameter um and in one of the pictures i saw it's about the length of the twisby mini when the mini's posted um so you know i've kind of got that pen from Twisby, so I'm not in a hurry to get one. I will, I will definitely pick one up eventually, and um, they look pretty good. And uh, I'll probably get the blue, and they have what blue, black, burgundy, I think so far. And uh, I don't know the re- the reviews, as you expect, are, are pretty positive so far. And we've got a link to the show notes for anyone that's interested in the Twisby Classic. We got a couple um, reviews: one from FPQuest.com, another one from FPGeeks.com. Uh, and um, at, like I said, it's we're fans of Twisby and it's a good, you know, it's going to be a good pen and these guys will, you know, uh, did some good reviews on them. And I don't know. I, I'd be anxious to hear if anyone else gets the, uh, the Twisby classic. I think Mike Dudek got one. I don't know if he's reviewed it yet or not. He got the blue one. I'm starting um, to worry it, about the dude. Huh? I'm starting to worry about the dude. Yeah. Why? Well, he's, you know, he spent, he spends more money than both of us combined these days. Yeah, you should see the text I get. Oh, him. yeah? Yeah, it's just like, uh, oh, just bought this. Oh, just won this auction. I'm like, dude, <laughs> oh, simmer down. Simmer down over there. So, yeah, we will, uh, yeah, and uh, we have more more to blame uh, Dudek for here coming up in this in this episode. Now, last week after, I think it was right after last week's episode, I was trolling around on Instagram. Instagram is one of my favorite um, things these days, Mike. I after deleting my account a year or two ago, hmm. I, now I can't get enough of Instagram. I don't I don't know what it is. So I, I've definitely turned the corner on that. Um, I'm just discovering all kinds of neat stuff on there, and this was a discovery that of a product I'd never heard of before at all, and it just came across in one of my searches or hashtag you know, feeds or something that I, I look at. I look at Instagram a lot for new products and new products idea. It's this product called Johns, J-A-W-N-S. And we'll have a link to the, the product page in the show notes. And what caught me, uh, what caught my eye about the product is it looked like, it just looked like another notebook, like another pocket size notebook. Um, just like, you know, on the field notes, done paper thing uh, style. But what it has, it has, it's kind of like a combination notebook slash wallet, but not like you would think of like a leather wallet holder for your notebook that holds, you know, credit cards and has these slots. It's actually got the pockets integrated into the notebook cover. They use that UPO plastic paper, like um, the Field Notes Expedition Edition, you know, that harder plastic, more durable paper cover. And then they built in these slots just in the paper notebook itself for they built in credit cards, two credit card slots in the front. And I think one like folder slot in the back and then just the notebook pages in the middle. 
And I thought that was a pretty neat idea. Um, so I've, I've, I just happened to follow them on Instagram and follow them on Twitter, and they reached out to me. And I think they're going to be in production later this month, and they said they'd send me a sample to uh, check out. So I look forward to getting that. What do, you, what do you think about this idea? Have you, have you taken a look into this link? Uh, it looks interesting. Um, hmm. it looks I mean, it's, in- it's probably not going to replace your wallet. No, and then I think to myself, I would want something with a bit of character to it. So, like something mm-hmm. like a leather case to hold a field notes. It's yeah, definitely it's- an interesting idea, and they've they've chosen the right material for sure. Mm-hmm. Chosen the right material. Um, the video is weird. I don't know why. <laughs> he, I don't know why he throws the cards down so hard on the, on the yeah. table. Uh, I was just watching it now. Yeah, I mean, it certainly looks like an interesting product. Like, it's definitely a, a pretty cool idea. Like. It's one of those things that I think you buy a bunch of those and give them out as gifts and people would really dig them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably nothing that's going to break my everyday carry rotation, but I think it's something I want to try just to see as an option to see if, if I could figure out some use for it. Just because I think it's um it's kind of neat. You know, it's just like, a, um, you know, not I, I try to stay out of like bulky items. Um, like big leather wallets and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, that. I was just about to say, like, the problem with those levers, the, with the leather cases and stuff is it, it adds a significant amount of bulk to mm-hmm. uh, your pocket, right? Yep, yep. But this one, obviously, do- that doesn't happen. It's really thin because it's just the weight of the, the notebook itself, so... Right, right. You know? So, it's, I mean, it's a very simple idea, so we'll see how it's executed, and uh, hopefully I'll get a, a sample to review here in a month or so. And we'll see uh, um, if it's worth pursuing further. But um, I thought it was just uh, kind of a neat, neat little thing. And, um, you know, looks, it's one of those things where I can appreciate like an, a, a simple idea being, you know, made into something new and different like that. So I think that looks pretty cool. Um, also, something else I stumbled on yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, Lee Reyes, who um, is one of, my personal favorite pen bloggers out there. She, she's the one that did I, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, around the time of the Philippines, uh, uh, the hurricane in the Philippines. She did the all the auction stuff for all these great pens, and you know, lots of people participated. She had a great auction um, going on her website. Um, she posted her 2014 fountain pen wallpaper for people um, to use and share. These are all pictures of her pens and her artwork and things like that. She did an amazing job. Wow. For anyone that wants a, a fountain pen or pen and ink related images for their desktop for the upcoming year, you have got to check these pictures out. These are amazing. Didn't she do a great job? I love the uh, the diamine flower ink thing. Isn't that cool? What I, is she, this? Actually, she actually mentioned in one of her tweets, she's like, boy, that one came out really good. <laughs> I think what that was one of her of favorites these, as well. These inks that have got splashes in them like that, that are all these different colors. I know. I, I don't know. It's just mean, the way they're lit. It's probably just the way it's lit, isn't it? It's probably the way they, they're lit and probably the way she's, you know, splashed them down on the page. And, you know, there's this whole range of colors in there. That that was my favorite one. Um, I think probably the one you're talking about. It's called Ink Splashes. <laughs> Um, that was my favorite one that I saw. Um, but man, she's got Nakayas all over it, all over the page. And we're definitely going to talk about that later. Um, I feel like Nakaya is something I don't know enough about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hide your wallets. All right. 
Well, <laughs> you know what happens anyway, when we do these things these days? I end up spending stupid amounts of money. God, it's terrible. It was an expensive week for me. It was an expensive week for me, that's for sure. Because I, 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 uh, I did get some new pins this week. You did? Which I did. I didn't think I was going to have them in time for the episode, so I wasn't really... Um, wasn't really focused on them to talk about this week, but I got two new pins this week. I, I, uh, I'm uh, helping the economy out <laughs> this week, Mike. Um, first one I got was from my enabler, Thomas. He always my it, my inbox gets filled with just uh, links from Thomas. Hey, you might want to check this one out. <laughs> you know, he's looking at the Fountain Pen Network classifieds, or he'll see something out there that's a good deal. It, it, he knows my taste pretty well. After all this time spent talking to him, he knows what I like and what I dislike. So if he sees something he thinks I like, he sends me this link in the email. I'm like, man, I guess I got to go check this out. So he sent me a link earlier or late last week. It was for the Pilot Custom Heritage 912, which is the same pen I have that PO nib, you know, that that kind of like hook nib that's really fine and really firm. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, yes, the one that yeah, looks my, like it's my broken. PO nib. Yeah, it looks like it's broken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's um, that's the very same pin style pin barrel with a stub nib, um, which I had hadn't actually seen. It's not one of the standard nibs. Just like the PO nib isn't one of the standard nibs that it comes with. You know, like fine, extra fine, medium, broad, etc. Um, it's got a stock stub nib on it, and it's really great. And I, I bought it used off uh, Fountain Pen Network. Um, pins in pristine shape, so I will definitely have more about this pen um, in the coming days. What did you say it was called? Sorry, was it the Custom Heritage again? Custom Heritage nine one two nine one two. Okay. Uh huh. And this is with a stub nib, which they call the SU nib. I don't know exactly why the S- SU, but stub something. Yeah, S-T-U-B. But um, it's really nice. It's very expressive, uh, very expressive nib, very smooth. I loaded it up with uh, Pelican Edelstein Topaz, which is a real bright blue ink, you know, kind of like the Compaqy ink. Um, I already had a pen inked up with Compaqy, so I wanted to try something else bright and blue. But um, suffice it to say, you will be reading more about this pen in the coming days and months on penaddict.com. Now, my other enabling friends and your enabling friends as well, Mr. Mike Dudek and Mr. Ed Jelly, have been on this rotring kick, right? These guys, and I hate. These, I've decided I hate these guys. I know, right? I just, I just feel like we can't be friends with them anymore. <laughs> and now I've just realized that we just became the listeners of this show. That's right. Oh we, no! We really did. Now I feel guilty for the for the last eighty-eight episodes. <laughs> Maybe it's it's the Mike and Ed, Mike and Dudek and Ed Jelly podcast, and we're just uh, we're just living in their world. Ooh, it's like one of those alternate reality type deals. That's right, that's right. So they got into your wallet last week, a couple yeah. weeks ago, for a Rotring six hundred lava fountain pen, and um, oh, you got that. one, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> what nip size did you get? Uh, medium. And it's interesting. I got an email from, uh, and I think you might have been copied on the initial email from our friend Keegan at One Star Leather Goods. Mm-hmm. He bought a set, like a, a rollerball fountain pen set, or I don't know if it was rollerball fountain pen and pencil set. I didn't get into all the details, but he's not. Um, he wasn't really interested in keeping the fountain pen, so he offered uh, 
offered to sell it, and him and I consummated a deal last week, and it showed up in my mailbox yesterday. And I gotta say, this is a really awesome pin. I'm I'm very happy with it. Um, it looks like Keegan purchased. Um, it's like you know, probably like yours, like a new old stock pin. I mean, it looks brand new, um, fresh out the box. Yeah, it was fresh. Um, I mean, and it looked like it had never been used. I, I don't know if it had, but if it if it has been used, it was impeccably cleaned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this one's like no dings, no scratches. It's yep. it's beautiful. Um, it's sparklier than I thought it would be. Looking at the pictures, you know the uh, the lava finish. It's got. Um, got a little bit more shine into it than i actually thought it would but I, I, I think it looks good i mean the finish is great it's like this really fine grit sandpaper almost it's which it's actually a little bit smoother than that so that that surprised me the the shine of it and then second i thought the section was narrower than i kind of assumed it would be but it's a really good feeling and good fitting pen a great writing pen i'm real happy with the nib um the nib's very firm and it's a medium, but it doesn't write overly wide. It, it reminds me a lot of how Twisby nibs feel. They're very firm and they're not overly inky. Um, there's not a lot of ink coming out on the page, which is something that I tend to prefer. Um, so I'm overall, I'm super happy with this pen. Have you been you've been using yours still? It's all I've used for the last week, and um. I'm I'm willing to say that it's it's one of the best pens I've ever owned. I I'm I'm in love with it. At yeah. first, I thought I thought it was too heavy. Uh-huh. Um, but the more and more I've used it, it's just a dream to write with. I I yeah. love this. I really love this pen. I think the, like the last couple of weeks, I've received two of the best pens I've ever owned, like the Pelican M two one five. Mm-hmm. And then the the Rotring six hundred, like they're just incredible, incredible pens. I've had a, a, a yeah, I'm, I'm very very happy with what with what I've got at the moment. That German in, German engineering will get you apparently, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean apparently so. Yep, but um, I, having used the the Rotring six hundred, the Rollerball, which actually uh. Mr. Dudek told me it was probably a Newton, the one that I had before. It that the rollerball was actually way heavier than this pen is. Um, I actually prefer the weight of this of the fountain pen, this lava six hundred fountain pen, than I did the rollerball. The rollerball was almost too heavy, and this this is this one's right on the money. Tell me, did the cap get you? What do you mean? Trying to put the the, the cap onto the pen. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, I, I since I had had the other one before, I knew about the uh, the push and twist kind of deal. Yeah. So it'll, so it'll line up correctly. So I was used to it. Um, so yeah, it actually got me uh, taking it off at first. I was like, was well, this a screw cap? But no. Yeah, it, just it's, right off. it takes some force. I mean, I'm used to it now, and I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was a bit like, uh, I'm gonna break this either putting it on or taking it off. Like, yep. but, yeah. I, yeah, I was actually told that when I bought the rollerball. Couple years ago, actually, that was the the guy I bought it from. Actually, made a point to say, "Here's how you take the cap off," because yeah, you got it's. Uh, I think people get stuck on it for a uh, for a second the, the first time they try to open it up. Yep. All right, so we got we got lots more to cover here. We got lots of uh, 
lots of lists to go through here for our, our 2014 stationary resolutions and our, our, our wish list. So you wanted to uh, talk about our friends at Squarespace real quick and we'll get into that? Yeah, that sounds like a, sounds like a really good idea. By the way, Brad, Happy New Year. Uh-huh. Hey, Happy New Year to you. That was it was it was weird because we recorded right before the new year yeah. rang in last year. So it's been like a week to, to before we get into this new year stuff. It feels like the new year's already come and gone, even though we're only a few days into it. So happy new year to you too, sir. And happy new year to all of our listeners as well. Of course. Of course. Of course. So let's take a quick moment to thank our sponsor for this week. And that is, of course, the fine folks over at Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO1. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and more support. They are beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of other style options for you to adjust so you can really create, craft, and make your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and even makes your site look fantastic on any device featuring responsive web design. It's really easy to use, but they have over 70 employees dedicated to customer support on their customer care team if you need any help at all. Squarespace truly cares about design, and this show shows throughout their entire product. It's on their website, so if you go to squarespace.com, you're going to see a fantastic-looking site with beautiful videos, and it looks really great throughout. Their templates, which are award-winning, so you're going to have an award-winning layout on your site from one of the templates that you choose and, and adapt. But it also shows in their iOS apps, which I've spoken about in in weeks past, like Squarespace Blog and Squarespace Metric, which allow you to post to your blog and to see all of your stats and stuff that come onto your site using those. They also really care about the way that their back-end system looks. So when you're posting to your site, it looks fantastic there too. I want to take a quick moment to uh, just note something. And Squarespace haven't asked me to do this, but I wanted to, to, to just take a quick second to congratulate them Because, Brad, believe it or not, yesterday marked 10 years for Squarespace. Yes, I saw that. I saw that they did a blog post on that. I was shocked. I had no idea. Indeed. If you go to blog.squarespace.com, you're going to see it right up there at the moment. They've also redesigned their blog, which is one of the first first announcements that they're going to have. They're going to have 10 announcements throughout all of January, um, which I'm really excited to see what they're going to be. I'm looking forward to some cool stuff coming from them. But it just shows they've been around for 10 years. These guys really know what they're doing. Um, you know, they've got it down. They've got all the hosting down. It, Squarespace sites look fantastic. They just react fantastically. They scale brilliantly. I've been using them for about five or six years myself personally. And even back then, they were incredible as they were up to today. So congratulations to Squarespace for making 10 years. Um, and I think you should go and try them out to see what all the fuss is about. Go to squarespace.com. You can sign up for a free trial. There's no credit card needed to do this. You just give them your name, your email address, and you can sign up for an account. And then if you decide to purchase a Squarespace plan, they start at just $8 a month and include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And make sure that you get 10% off and support this show by using the code TALLYHO1. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O and the number one. So thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and The Pen Addict. I'm losing my voice. You are. You are. I was wondering if uh, you're catching the plague that I had uh, these past few weeks. A little bit. A little (laughs) bit. Hey, one thing I forgot to mention when I was talking about um, these new pens that I got, the Rotring I've got from uh, Keegan at One Star Leather, 
he sent in he sent me uh, uh the package he sent me my wife's coming in from the mailbox yesterday and i see her looking down at this white envelope and she's just got this quizzical look on her face and i i'm just like staring at her i don't know what this what she's doing and she's just looking and kind of looking cross-eyed at it and i get she hands me the package and the label of the package in the ship to address, it says, Brad, the enabler, Dowdy, Prince of Pins, Knight of Notco, the man oh, of Macon. Yes. <laughs> on my shipping label. What so, a dude. Uh, so he brought his A-game on that one. So uh, that, was, that was awesome. So thank you, Keegan, for doing that. And thank you for confusing the heck out of my wife and me having to explain to her what's going on <laughs> so there's this thing that i do every week <laughs> those are always uncomfortable conversations with people who don't i mean she obviously knows pretty much everything you know i've got going on with pens and paper and everything but when you know there's like these little inside jokes and things and you have to explain explain them to a person like in real words and not in in reality life not on internet life it kind of falls flat sometimes <laughs> yep it does um <clears throat> All right, so let's get into this. Last year we did our 2013 stationary resolutions and it kind of it kind of stuck as a good episode. People like to hear about that and hear, you know, what we wanted what we were planning on for in the pen and paper world and in the new year and we followed up on it, you know, halfway three quarters through the year last year to see how we did and so we wanted to do that again this year with our 2014 stationary resolutions and wish list. And it's good to, uh, you know, to talk about these publicly so people can hold you accountable, Mike. Are you, are you nervous about that? Um, a tad. <laughs> I know. It's it's always, but that's that's why you do it. So I, I don't normally do resolutions just, uh, you know, in New Year's resolutions, but I do like having these pen and paper um resolutions that try to I try to stick to throughout the year. So one of my one of my biggest my biggest one this year is to really work with the Hobonichi planner that I have and really make that kind of my go-to capturing device and you know really just use use the planner as a planner you know live in the Hobonichi planner um I've never been a planner person to where I've been able to stick with the planner for its intended use for a full year so that's it's actually kind of a scary thing for me it was I was very hesitant to even order the Hobonichi planner but I enjoy writing in it so much that I, you know, I'm carrying it with me everywhere I go. Um, and I'm trying to really focus on using it and I'm not, I'm, I'm not focusing on how I'm using it. You know, I'm focusing on just using it, writing things down to remember, you know, writing to do lists, writing plans, you know, um, I'm trying to do, I, I'm trying to add in like some little sketches and things. I'm trying to I one of the one of the things other things just in general I want to do this year is try to explore my creative side a little bit more. Um always that's kind of a a, a repressed gene in me, if you will. Like I don't explore like my artistic side very much even though I know I've got it in me because I'm too nervous and I have that hesitancy. So I'm going to try to break through on that this year. We'll see. Um I'm going to use the Hobonichi for that because there's room in the planner just for, you know, sketches and doodles and drawings and things like that and try to try to, you know, free me up a little bit uh, mentally. Um, so that's going to be my biggest, biggest thing I'm going to work on this year is to use that planner throughout the entire year um, and 
I don't know, stick with it because I, I I've never been a planner person, and um, so that's that's it's actually going to be pretty hard for me, and I I forget sometimes like I've already forgotten to like on the weekends when I'm not necessarily carrying around with me as I would like all through the week through work and things like that. I forget to like you know jot things down that I wanted to remember or or need to do and things like that. So I'm working on that, and that's going to be uh, so y'all ho- hold me to that, and uh, hopefully towards the end of the year we will follow back up on this and see how I did, and hopefully I've done well. Um, that's, a, that's a noble goal, man. Yeah, it's it's a hard one because it's yeah. it's not my style. No, not my style at all. I'm usually just uh you know just a blank field notes list and jotting things down scribbles and things like that so yeah using that's going to be uh, a goal of mine and you know i've got this fancy cover that uh that mr Brookwicky made for me so i've got that going for me which is nice and um so yeah we're gonna we're gonna do it to it so one of the one of the other things i want to do this year is to use more vintage pens um my tendencies lean to the modern obviously like i've just bought these new very nice pens even you know um i wouldn't consider the rotring you know a vintage pen at all i consider it kind of a classic modern design um but like last year at the pen show i bought that vacuumatic right and it's still one of my favorite looking pens but i never use it and this goes back to what you were talking about in the beginning of the show with your Twisby is like, you know, I buy these pens to use, not to sit here and look pretty, um, you know, on a desk. You know, what good is that? And I've got to force myself to use them more often. I don't know why I'm mollycoddling these pens because there's no need for that. I mean, it's it's a it's a, it's a mental block, I think, um, for me. And I don't want to necessarily add much to my vintage collection you know like i might buy one or two more pens but i want to use the vintage pens that i have like i have some really nice pens sitting here i have a parker 51 and i have an esterbrook and i have a vacuumatic and they just sit here in my pen case and i never ink them up and i don't know why so i want to get into using those more because um those pens deserve to be used and they're just they're great writers they're great looking and i don't know what my hesitancy is to um to ink those up and and use them over some of the more um current pens that i own and my my last resolution is i want to write more and write better or i guess i should say i want to write more better (laughs) (laughs) and uh i I guess what that uh, i i mean i've had you know, since we've been, since I've started the Notco um, company, I think I, I've, and I knew it was coming, and that's why I've, I've kind of planned around it. Um, I haven't been writing quite as much as I like to for the Pen Addict, and I want to get back to doing, you know, some longer, some longer reviews, some longer articles, some more general writing. Um, I've never thought I'm, my writing quality was very good. So I want to improve on my my blogging and my writing style and my writing quantity and quality. So um, that's going to be a challenge. I don't know that I necessarily have uh, some quantifiable measure for that, but I feel I, I feel creatively challenged. I guess I guess 
um, I want to be a little bit more creative this year and, and do some different things. And, and what those things are, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, writing and drawing and doing, you know, firing off those creative brain cells in my head. Um, those are the things I want to work on this year. So that's that's kind of my list. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's definitely doable, doable type stuff. And, you know, things that kind of get lost, lost in the shuffle, like my vintage pens, you know, they're sitting there. I need to use them because I love looking at them. So might as well put them in the rotation, Mike. It's the way to go, man. Yeah, yeah. So what are your plans for the year? So I've got a few, um, like you. Um, I want to help people, more people in my life find the right pen. Mm. Um, I was showing off my pen collection uh, to the lady um, mm-hmm. over over the weekend. And uh, it was, she was very interested, um, mm-hmm. rather more, and... Uh, was like sort of enjoying using each of them and it's all coming from an art background and stuff. It was something that she was very, um, very intrigued with. So, you know, she was testing them all out and was showing very sort of similar thoughts and feelings to me about how they feel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And of everything... Um, she really liked the Twisby stub nib mm-hmm. and the she actually liked the Parker Vacuumatic quite a lot. Just the way that they were, the yeah, smooth they were. Mm-hmm. So, and she's you know, always been she's you know she's always been the sort of person that is like um, I want to have one pen. See, so she used to have this one pen that she loved but she lost it. And then since then, it's just been a kind of whatever, you know, yeah. fancy. And she she's she uses, um, I think it was like some pilot, like uh, art pens. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to show her the Sakura Pigma Micron and the, um, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, hmm. No, there's a bunch. But, uh, uni, yeah. pin, uni pin, pilot drawing pin. Yeah, so stuff Copic, like that. Copic, you think about the Copic? I think it's a Copic multiliner, yeah. That's yeah. Um, I'll put those in the show notes. Uh, so yeah, so just trying to help people in my life find the pens that are right for them um, mm-hmm. as opposed to necessarily just being this is the one that I think you should have. Gotcha. Um, and that so I think that might be an interesting task this year to see how I get get along with that. Yeah, that's a very noble noble uh, goal. I like that. It could be interesting. It could be interesting for sure. So I'll try that out. Um, I want to go to the pen show again in October, uh, but with more money this time. That's uh, <laughs> a bigger budget. Uh, yeah. So I can start. Start saving now. Yeah, exactly. I want to be able to allow for for some surprise purchases um, and also with a couple of things that that I definitely want to get. Um, I want to buy a couple more Retro 51s. I don't really feel like I'd done that too much in 2013 and maybe my collection's waning a little bit uh, because of it. And I want to back a minimum of five really cool pen or paper-related Kickstarters this year. I like that. I like that. There's some interesting things out on kickstarter it kind of about six or eight months ago i thought there was kind of a lull in the 
the cool pen and paper Kickstarter stuff. And then, you know, probably back around the summertime, it seemed like it started ramping up again. And I ended up backing several things. And, and um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Is any anything on your radar recently on there? I, I don't know that I've noticed anything. I know the ink, obviously, um, here recently. But, um, yeah, I'm not uh, – I need to check and see if there's anything cool on Kickstarter here recently, but I think that's a that's a really good idea. I haven't seen anything, and I think that's part of it, is I need to maybe spend some time looking there myself as opposed to having people show me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think that's good. I've actually found some things browsing around on my own, um, and not even necessarily pen and paper stuff, but just some really neat projects that um, have funded here recently just for me browsing and, and finding some things that, um, you know, you can find things that, um, you know, fit your style or, or your needs or things like that. So that's a, that's a very good one. I think, uh, I think we'll keep a, we'll keep good tabs on that list and, and see what's out there. No doubt. All right. So my wish list. Now this was fun to put together because I'd been thinking about this anyway. Um, but I'd never put it down on paper and I've already scratched one off and we're early in the year, Mike, the, the Rotring Lava 600 fountain pen that was on the wish list regardless. And, you know, we're still in single digits on January. Um, and I've got one scratched off the list, so I'm happy about that. So I'm, I'm well on my way <laughs> on my wish list. <laughs> now the rest of the list is going to be a challenge. Um, there's two pins um, that I really want to buy this year. One of them, I think, is probably coming sooner than later. The other one is going to take some, gosh, what's the words I'm looking for? Coming so, coming to terms mentally, and that's with the Nakaya. Um, for years or at least since I've been into fountain pens for the past couple of years, I've always just been fascinated with the Nakaya brand, the style of the pen, the history of the pen, the quality of the pen. Um, they're just the most beautiful pens I've ever seen. Um, and I think I'm getting to that phase where I want to add one in my collection. Like previously, you know, like when I was getting started with fountain pens, I always looked at them and, and drooled over them and thought, not now or you know it's not my time for one because they're very expensive i mean it's going to be six or seven hundred dollars just to even consider one and you know that'll be two or three times more than the most expensive pen i own um as of right now so that's one challenge behind it and two the second challenge is back to kind of how i was talking about the vintage pens i don't want to spend that kind of money and not use the pen Right, so there's like this pull, like this back and forth kind of, you know, do you spend this kind of money to let the pen sit there and look pretty? And it's like, that's not something I want to do, right? It's If I'm going to spend that kind of money on a pen, I still want to use it, and I want to use it every day. And, and actually, I want to be, you know, carry it with me at all times because I've committed so much money to it. So that's kind of the biggest hang-up I have on the Nakaya. Not I'm not opposed to paying the money. I'm more nervous about paying the money and not using the product because I'm scared of breaking or damaging it or something like that. So that's something I have to get over mentally. Um, I don't think – that's not a pen. You just go to the website 
and add it to your shopping cart and hit purchase. So there's going to be a lot more thought put into this purchase. And if I do make it, I imagine it will be towards you know the middle or second half of the year. Um, I'm not ready to pull the trigger yet. Um, I'm sure I'll wake up one day and say, okay, today's the day that we're going to buy the Nakaya. Um, except I you know, need to give myself um, two or three months lead time if I want something special on it because they, if you don't buy one from someone in stock like at nibs.com, um, they do take a while to manufacture. So we'll see. We'll see if I cross that one off the list this year. It's a maybe. It's a definitely maybe. Um, I've got some more, some more brain cells to wrap around the whole Nakaya thing, but I, I will eventually own one. It's just going to take some thinking to actually pull that trigger. Um, I think that might be a little bit out of my price range right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can definitely understand that. The other problem is it's, you know, the, the Lay's potato chip problem. No one can eat just one. Yep. You know, once, once I get the first one, then I'm really sunk, you know, <laughs> because there, there's always, there's going to be a second one. And then that's when you start running into, into issues. And that's a, that's an expensive habit there so well there's some more thinking to be done it's on my wish list it's permanent it's got a permanent home on my wish list and we'll see if i scratch it off sometime this year i'm thinking yes but i'm thinking not soon if that makes sense mm-hmm. one i am thinking soon though is edison menlo um that's the uh, like the the pump filler that um brian gray made for Edison pens last year, it's not. It's a very expensive pen too. It's like it's three fifty, I think, to just get in the base model one. Um, but I'm I'm more. I don't know. For some reason, I, I've used several Edison pens. I love how they're made. I love how they fit my hand. Um, the quality is top notch, and I'm not afraid to use those for some reason. I guess it's because I've got experience with them. Unlike the Nakaya, where I treat like a museum piece, you know, the Edison, I'm, which is equally as museum quality. Um, I'm just, you know, put them in my pocket and go to town and I love using them. So I want to get this, uh, this pump filler that Brian has made. And, um, I think I'll, that one will probably be a sooner rather than later pin. Um, it's not immediate. It's not forthcoming since I've just spent, um, I've just spent a lot on this Pilot Custom Heritage and Rotring Lava here in, in the first week of the month of the year. Um, but I bet, I don't know, probably in a couple months I'll, I'll get that pen because that's a really cool pen. And um, it's just some ever since he announced it, it, it's been on my shopping list. And I think this is the year I, I break down and get that one. Um, another pen, which would kind of surprise me that I wanted and... I don't know. I do I need it? No. But I kind of want it is I want another vanishing point. Um they've come out with some cool ones here in the past year. There's a gunmetal and gray one that uh, Ed Jelly keeps posting and he did he did just a picture post. I think it was just like directed at me just to taunt me because now I want that pen. Um and then they that's the one they came out with last year. Then this year they're coming out with a, a white and black one that I think looks pretty sexy. Um, I've got the link in the show notes. Cult Pins has that one already. I have a feeling I'll, I, I use my vanishing point. Vanishing points, what I keep in my, um, Hobonichi planner. That's what I use, um, in there constantly. So it's a pen I use all day, every day. 
Um, it's a perfect pen for that. And I kind of, I don't know, I've just kind of kind of got the hankering for another one. So that's on the list. A um, couple other smaller items is the Sailor Pro Gear. I keep, that's been on the wish list since last year. And I've never come through and got one. Um, it's very similar to the Pilot Custom Heritage 912s that I enjoy so much. So I want to get, I want to pick up a Pro Gear this year. Um, it's just a nice, solid workhorse type pen. You know, it's probably cost me in the $150, $200 range. Um, the Sailor nibs are some of the best in the world, and I want to add more to my collection. I also want to get another Franklin Christoph Model 40 Pocket. Um, the pen that I love so much, and it's probably my current favorite pen, um, the Smoke and Ice Franklin Christoph. I want to get a solid barrel color one. Like they have a dark green one that looks, looks pretty neat. And I want to get it with a needle tip instead of the uh, um, cursive metallic nib. And lastly, I'm putting a call out to the listeners. I stumbled across an ink that I missed that came out in a limited edition two years ago. It's the Roaring Klingner Blau Schwartz. It was a limited edition blue-black. They made a 1,000 bottles of it. So one of my goals this year is to somehow manage a bottle of that ink. So I, I need the listeners to come through on that one. So if anyone has any bottles, partial bottles, samples they want to sell, get in touch. Because <laughs> I want I, I missed out on this. And uh, being the blue-black ink fan that I am, I, I want to add this to the collection of my blue-black inks. So um, that's, that's going to be a tough one to fulfill. So uh, that's why we're going we're gonna to put a call out to the listeners on that one. Do you, do you have any you can, you can sell me, Mike? Um, not hidden away. Okay, I'll check the just, vault. Okay, just checking. Just checking. I wasn't sure. I really struggled putting together a wish list. Um, because a lot of the stuff that I've had on my wish list for a while, I've actually been able to knock off recently. Mm-hmm. And and there wasn't really too much that jumped out at me. I mean, this is these first two. They were on my wish list when we spoke about the gift guide. Yeah. Um, so the Frank, Franklin Christoph Model 40 Fire and Ice, I really want one. And the only reason that I haven't bought one yet is because if I get one, I want to do it the way that you did it with the silicon grease and yep. stuff. But I'm kind of a bit apprehensive of doing that. Yeah, don't be. I actually had someone on Twitter ask me about that. I was totally apprehensive of that, Mike. I mean, like really freaked out by that. It's it, It's been one of the simplest, easiest things that I've ever done, and it works flawlessly. Okay. It's it's seriously, it's a non-consideration. Okay. That's how easy it is. Okay. Um, and I also want a Kaweco Art Sport. My understanding is they're getting even harder to get hold of. Yes. So you need to... Uh, Get on that one sooner. I want sooner it, but I, I can let this one go though. Yeah, because yeah. I own Kawakos. I mean, it's just another one that looks nice. I I don't have a Kawako that I love so much that I would use it every day, mm-hmm. and that's kind of becoming a thing for me now, Brad. I'm trying to buy pens that I think I would use every day, because I have truly excellent pens now. Right in the Twisby Mini, the Twisby Five Forty. The uh, Pelican M215, the um, Rotring Lava 600, and the Retro 51, right? Mm-hmm. Those, I think there's five there. Yeah. They are like, they're as, as good as it gets. Yeah, that's a great lineup. Like, 
I really think that those pens are just for me. They're they're like they're so great. Why would I want to buy something that is just going to sit in a pen cup now? Right. Um, I really am trying to try and buy pens that I think could be amazing. So I know that what that means is I will be spending more money on pens when I do buy them. Mm-hmm. Because in theory, those pens, those really truly excellent pens, are going to be more expensive. With the exception of the Retro Fifty One, but I don't actually consider that in the same class as the other four. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's just such a good pen for the value of money. Um, so you know, for me, it's like yeah, that makes sense to do that. Yep, to get that, but. Um, the others, they're just for me. They're as, they're kind of as good as good as it gets. Right. Yeah, I can understand that completely. So when I'm thinking about buying something like this now, I'm kind of like, well, is it going to be? Is it going to be that good? <laughs> and then and then I start to think, well, maybe not. But then you look at some of, some of the stuff that's on the 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 list that like my. So that's why like the the. the Quaker, I'm willing to let it go because I don't actually think that it's going to be any different to the other Quakers, and I have Quakers, and they're not on that list. Mm-hmm. But something like the Franklin Christoph could well be because you you really seem to love that pen. Yeah, I trust you. Um, so I want a new Twisby. Um, originally, they said the classic, but I'm not really that excited by that pen, or I would have bought one by now. Right. So I want another Twisby. I'm hoping they'll have something else this year. And this is the other bit. This is the bit that I think is quite bold, a prediction. And I don't know if you'd read it before now, if you've not read it now, and I wonder what you think of this. But in 2014, I want a pen that we have never heard of before at all to blow my mind. I want to buy a pen that we have never come across. Ideally, a pen that is new, brand new, not like the Twisby, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, I want it to be something that cam- comes out of nowhere, like like a Franklin Christoph, for me and you at least. Sure. It's brand new to us. We've never heard of it before, and it becomes an instant favorite of mine. Oh, I like that a lot. That's what I really wish for, more than anything else in my list, is I want something totally new this year. And that doesn't seem out of the ordinary because... Of those pens that I just listed that were my favourites, maybe 75% of them I'd never heard of in 2013. So, Yep. That's, be, that's think, cool. I like that. I think that would be a lot of fun. So I hope yeah. that that happens. That's cool. I like that. Now, I, I did reach out on, on Twitter and uh, with um, all of our followers just to see kind of what their resolutions were for 2014, you know, around pens and paper and ink and all that stuff. And, um, also some of their wish list items. So I, I collected all these. It's a, it's a huge list. I don't know if I'll get to all of them, but I want to talk about a couple of them specifically. One, which was kind of the impetus, uh, as a reminder for this show, because it was a couple, it was a week or so ago. Um, Brad Thornborough, he's, he, He's going first, and he's going he's going big. He said, I just made my last pen order for 2013, planning to go cold turkey in 2014. Wish me luck. Oof. Guy's crazy. 
Oof. If you lost Brad. Me. Brad, I hope you're not listening to this episode, Brad. Um, and, you know, we appreciate you being a listener of the podcast, and we hope you continue to download but and you not should listen. Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, ooh, man, I, good luck. Because I, I, I do, I, I sincere, sincerely wish you luck if that's uh, your goal for 2014. You know, and I think he's kind of getting at a point that a lot of people made, actually, in not so uh, stringent terms, is a lot of people's resolutions for 2014 were to use the pens and paper that they have already and use them better. You know, if they're buying or subscribing to Field Notes, use them instead of, you know stacking up, you know, 12 or 20 of them, you know, sure. sitting around in cellophane, actually get things out and use them, put the pen to the paper and use the tools that you're actually spending the money on. And I think we can all get behind that. And that's a, that's a definitely re- a recurring theme, um, throughout a, a lot of, uh, people's comments. Um, Tim Wassum, who's, uh, who just did a, I think he's, oh, I'm going to, miss the name of his blog. It's the Daily Carry blog, but I forget the name of the the actual URL of the blog. I'll get it. We'll put it in the show notes. His is to use more wood case pencils. And that's one of those things I mentioned last year that I wanted to try to do more, like in the middle of the year when I was reviewing some uh some pencils. And I just I I could never do it. I, I couldn't do it. I failed on that one. Um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm gonna do that again this year because I'll probably fail again. But I mean that would be something I would like to do. It's probably not going to happen uh, for me. He also says, I also resolved to try to spend a little less money on pen stuff on in 2014. Emphasis on try and What's little. Happened? What's happened to our <laughs> listeners? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's uh, hey, we we all go through that. Even even me, you know, it's like okay, I've got a good, I've got a good collection here. Let's uh, let's simmer it down, and then all of a sudden, you know, one week into the year, I've I've blown the budget. <laughs> Um, Eric Rohn used more field notes than I buy last year, finished four to five, bought 20. That's kind of what I was talking, uh, talking about earlier. We all kind of have these same, same yeah. feelings, same, he says, same for pens, use and love the ones I have want less. I don't know if I'll want less, but I want to use the ones I have more. That's for sure. Um, pensomnia, my resolution is to conquer my fear of the blank page and actually use my pens and paper to draw something every day. That's always that's always a good one. That's something I'm trying to kind of encompass in with the Hobonichi and drawing and trying to have this whole creative vibe going on this year. I think that's uh that's a good that's a good thing. So um let's see. Oh, Mary Collis is this is something that I I've been doing a pretty decent job on actually. She says maintain a low number of inked pens. Um I used to go 10 or 12 deep in ink pens and now I'm trying to keep it like around five or six. Um, that's working much better for me. My, my preference would to be about be three or so ink pens at all times. But when I get two new pens in a week and I already have a bunch of pens inked up, uh, these new ones are getting inked up too. So right now I'm about five or six. Um, she also says write letters to new pen pals, maintain a new gerbing journaling habit and her wish list is a Visconti Wall Street. Were you going to say go- gerbling? <laughs> Ger- gerbling. New gerbling yeah, no. habit. Maintain journaling uh, habit. Right. We definitely w- don't want any ger- gerbling habits. 
All right, Visconti Wall Street. That's on our wish list. Mike, don't go look at that pen, okay? The Visconti Wall Street. Don't go look at it. Don't Google search that pen, okay? Okay. All right. Don't do it. I'm not doing it, I promise. Okay, all right. Uh, Lindsay Hinkle, don't, Mike, don't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing okay. it right now. <laughs> Lindsay oh Hinkle says, God. uh, <laughs> you didn't do it, did you? No, I didn't. Okay. I, did put a, he, I didn't put a link in the show notes either. Oh, okay. Good, good. Keep using a bullet journaling method and write mail. Uh, write mail, 50 pieces of personal mail, preferably with inks from the Goulet Pens Ink Drop subscription. That came out a bunch, you know. This should this encompassed a bunch of it. a lot of people really like the bullet journaling system. When we talked to, um, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but when we had um, Brian Carroll, yes, when we had him on to talk about bullet journaling, that's stuck with a lot of people. It's been very popular. That's been a popular episode, and a lot of people are keeping up with that method. Um, and then a lot of people are also saying, you know, something about trying various inks and using like the Goulet Ink Drop subscription. I think that's a great idea. I I, I really like the Ink Drop subscription when I subscribe to it. Um, you know, I stopped after a while because it, I, I ended up getting more than I needed and I wasn't getting through them properly. But um, it's something you can stop and start at any time. And that's a good way to uh, try try new things in, in 2014. Um, Keith Weir also has, you know, to keep a bullet journal on, or use a spiral dex, which is um, kind of like a chronodex, which we've mentioned from Patrick Ng before. He has some great, great planning tools. And Keith also has a wish list items that several people have. Purchase a Lamy 2000, a Pelican 200 series, or a Vanishing Point. Those are all awesome choices. Um, and several other readers have the, the Lamy, Vanishing Point, Pelican uh, wish list. Ed Jelly, um, he's in my brain. He's reading my notes. His wish list is Nakaya and an Edison Menlo. So... Him and him, him and I will have to uh, commiserate on our shopping experiences for those two pins throughout the year, because um, knowing Ed, he will uh, he will definitely come up with those before too long. And <laughs> here's one from Mike Dudek: decrease rotring purchases. Nah, <laughs> this is nah. <laughs> you know, because I'd have to pull up my text. I think he's already bought two this year, if I'm not mistaken. If not three, I think he's already bought two different two new rotrings. Plus, he bought some dis- rotring display like holders. So he's off the deep end. Sorry, Mike, you're you're losing it. Yeah, I saw those. He's yeah, uh, yeah he's not doing a good job so far, is he? <laughs> he also says he wants to try at least twenty new inks and buy something vintage like a vac or a fifty one, and I think that's a good that's a good move. Like the man doesn't buy enough vintage already. I know, I know, I know. Um Toffer, make me an offer. His resolution is to destroy my notebooks more, not with fire. You when he did that last year? No. Maybe around last year around New Year's, he took all his old notebooks that he'd filled and burnt them. I don't remember that. I feel like I would have blanked that out of my brain. Yeah. That was his way to cleanse. He took all these old thoughts in his notebook, notebooks. I mean, it's like stacks of notebooks. He's throwing them in like a fire, like a chimney, like a little fire pit thing and 
to start fresh, he torched them. Wow. So, I mean, I thought that was good. So, um, he's, uh, he's going to work on that this year. <laughs> um, Susan Piggott, she, she has a pen and paper resolution to practice her penmanship. Mine is still horrible, she says, and I've seen hers. It is not horrible like yours. You need to like practice you, yours, Yes, Mike. yes, yes, whatever. No, no. did you see, you, we saw that link um, Thomas shared where uh, left-handed overwriter is just putting us all to shame in her, her penmanship. Um, I forget the name, but it was on, on Fountain Pen Network. Um, that was uh, fascinating to see. Yeah, I'll find that. I'll f- that was was that today? Uh, yesterday, yesterday. So we'll we'll share that link in the show notes. Go check out this handwriting. It's pretty impressive to use a, f- a left-handed overwriter using a flex pen. Um, Pilot Namiki Falcon, and it's just really, really good handwriting. Um, and that's pr- that's pretty much it. I mean, there, you know, I got lots of other ones. Sorry if I didn't read everyone's, but um, it's a lot of um, common things. You know, use the things we have. Use the things we have better. Um, and, um, you know, lots of, uh, you know, getting into vintage pens or getting, you know, something classic like a Lamy 2000, things like that. So it's been awesome, awesome to read all these things. And uh, I really appreciate everyone chiming in. It was fun to see, uh, some of the extreme ones like, uh, Mr. Thornborrows and, uh, some of the other ones to, uh, some of the other wish list items that, uh, helped me add to my wish list as well. So thank you all very much for, uh, helping us out with this episode. Agreed. We love it when you guys get in touch with this sort of stuff, so much appreciated. So have we and done for this week's episode? Yeah, yeah. And I was just gonna say best of luck with all the, the resolutions and the, the wish list items for twenty fourteen. I know we'll we'll be following up on it later in the year, see how we're all doing. Indeed we will. If you want to catch up with us online, there's a few ways you can do it. Brad writes over at penaddict.com. Um, you can find his uh, pen cases over at knockco.com. It's knockco.com, isn't it? Yep. N-O-C-K-C-O.com. Got it. Um, still waiting. But yeah. I know. I know. We said we sent out an update this week. I We're going to be a little bit it. delayed. Nice. That was a nice, delayed. nicely written, nicely worded update, by the way. Oh, thanks. I, I appreciate that. It was hard. It was hard to write. It's not something you want to to write, but I think. You know that that level of transparency is a must, in my opinion. So yep. that's the things I believe in. So I'm going to live by that as well. And even if it's writing things that you don't want to necessarily write, um, that's that's the way we operate. So uh, we'll be a couple weeks, a few weeks maybe behind um, our normal January schedule for shipping. But um, just know that we're working hard on getting all that stuff out. So um, you will get your cases. That's for sure. I'm going to give people a pro tip about Kickstarter right now mm-hmm. while we're at the end of the show because this seems like the kind of uh, audience that would like this. Download the Kickstarter app and log in on the app. Go to your notifications. Turn on push notifications for updates and then you can turn off email notifications in the app. It's a much better experience. You get to browse Kickstarter and put pledges through and stuff on the iPhone. And you don't okay. need to get Kickstarter emails anymore. You just get them by push notification. Keeps the old email inbox clean. There you go. Pro tip. I like that. I, I did it myself the other day. And I just really liked that in the app's preferences, like in your preference page on the on the app, mm-hmm. you're able to turn off email okay. notifications. That's what I was pretty cool. Cool. Because I do use the app, but I don't have it set up like that. So yeah. I like that. Very good. Pro tip. Indeed. That's how I got your uh, your, no, your your update. 
Great. And I got one for the ink today where they said that they were thinking about doing different size nibs. I saw that. And I hope they so, don't give in to peer pressure and go from medium to fine just because of you pen addicts. They should stick with medium. <laughs> hey, I didn't say a word. Oh, I bet you didn't. But I'll be filling out the survey. Yeah, I'm sure that you will. <laughs> I hope that they stick with the medium nib personally because I think it's better for the majority of people. Probably uh, so. They can sell them. They can sell selection nibs. That'd be cool. There you too. go. Yep. That's what we call a revenue stream. <laughs> Here's a, another pro tip. When you're on Kickstarter and looking for Karis Customs, don't type Kickstarter into the search box on Kickstarter. It's not gonna get you <laughs> it's not gonna get you what you want. It's just gonna Now that's a pro tip I can I can get behind right there. Don't search the name of the website on the website that you're already on. It's not gonna gotcha. get you anywhere. And you can find uh, Brad on, on Twitter. He is Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. We'll be back next week. I'm sorry that you've had to listen to me and him be absolutely sick this week, really. Um, I'm croaking and he's coughing. and But, you know, <laughs> that's that's what we call a great start to 2014, everyone. That's Happy right. New Year to you all. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And uh, I hope that you continue to listen to us as the year progresses. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Pen Addict. Until then, bye-bye. Bye.